The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Happy Friday to one and all. You finally made it to the weekend. Another weekend for you as we get you ready for more college football. We are in week two. Week one of the NFL season, week four of high school football. A lot to get to, a little amount of time to do it. It's Eric France and I'm Aj Salveson here on 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Fan! That is Eric France and everybody. Why, Eric, I I have to ask you. Uh, yes? Why in the blue moon are you asking me what my Zodiac sign is? Why are you texting me about my Zodiac sign? Uh, just, you know, you got to throw things out there to... To, to the universe, what? to have good vibes coming back. And I okay. just needed to make sure I knew what Zodiac sign, so I got it right. <laughs> wait, time out. Okay, so wait. What did you find out then? I mean, are we... Are you're we- Leo the Lion. That's what I found out. Just like you're just a big, cuddly cat. <laughs> wait, what was that noise you just tried to make? Wait, I mean, are, are, okay. So wait, what's your zodiac sign? Do we mesh together? Are we are we meshable? Uh, I'm a Pisces, so I'm a little concerned because what's a, what is a, a lion might eat fish. Well, I well I hate pie too. So what is a Pisces? A lion is less likely to eat fish than probably like a gazelle or a goat or something. So what you're saying is we do not work. I mean, we we are not chemistryed. Compatible? Together. Yeah, compatible. There you go. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't go that far. Well, then what the crap are you doing? If you didn't go that far. Okay, I was looking for something for your pick six gift. Oh, and so you give me two And I wanted to make sure I was picking holders? the right thing. You gave me two inflatable To match your Zodiac sign. But instead, I found something that was superior to that. Superior. I found you something that was useful. Yes, the Diet Dr. Pepper has been good. Thank you. I really do appreciate it. <laughs> Besides that, you know, if you're in the pool, you got a little flotation device, you can put your beverage in. A, f- a flotation device? And I figured if if one's good, two's better, so I got two of them. Hey, look, when I fart in the pool, that is my flotation device. <laughs> one of them looks like a little donut. So I thought that's appropriate. <clears throat> the other one was very patriotic. So you could have one on either side of you. So if you decide to double fisty in a drink, you know, you got them right there in the pool with you. For those who are having very weird and intense thoughts, you're not the only one right now. <laughs> I I mean, if, if, if I didn't know what was going on either, I would be kind of creeped out. But don't worry. Don't change your channel because I'm still here. All right? Eric's in creepo mode. I don't know if that's because... But creep them. No. Chapter 2 got Look, released last night in the movie theaters. And- it's something that was, I thought... Interesting and useful. And if you don't want to use both of them at the same time, you could give one to the Mrs. Salveson. And she ha- she can have her own beverage flotation device while she's in the pool with you. Or the hot tub, or your bathtub, whatever. I, I don't care how she, you decide to use she it. She floats very well in the pool just fine now. Thank you. And they look <laughs> small enough that if you needed, you could... Use it as your own flotation device. You don't need a lot. You're a smaller individual. 
the fetch <laughs> is your problem? I just what I'm trying to make good on. I lost pick six. I'm trying to make good on it. Well, you suck at making. You good. didn't like my original. I've given you two gifts this week. I gave you a great romance novel that I thought you and the missus could read together to get you ready for the holidays. But you tossed that in my face. Okay. And so instead, you I went and got me. this little flotation device for your beverage when you go hang out in the pool. Because it's still pool weather. It's not cold yet. You can go hang out at the Aquatic Center or Bear Lake or, I don't know, in a pond. <laughs> hey, uh, you know, speaking Iron of which, Dam. Uh, I'm going to be going to the uh, lake next weekend. I, you got me two floaties. You want to... You want to share one and go? Uh, I'm a no. It, well, I'm, it, a, I'm afraid of the term it, floaties. It, 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 <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't think I want to be anywhere near you, floaties. I mean, look, it's it, well, it's, <laughs> it's a bye week, man. We can go hang out. It is a bye week next week for yeah. USU. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we got some time off. Yeah. Okay, catch up on, on life outside the, the studio? Uh, pretty sure that's when I'm going to need needing to mow my lawn. Oh. Get it ready for the fall. How many times can you mow your lawn in a week? As often as necessary. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, <laughs> Derek Franta and Ajay Salveson here on the Full Court Press. Again, a lot to get to. USU Stony Brook takes off tomorrow. We'll get at 5.30 p.m., uh, you cannot find that anywhere on TV, as far as I know. It's on Facebook. Oh, it is on Facebook. It's on Facebook Live. Cool. Unless you delete your Facebook like I did, so you, you people can't keep stalking me. Then you're then you're in deep trouble. You're in deep doo-doo. Deep poo-poo. <laughs> uh, Thanks, Bally. Tyler Huntley. <laughs> Utah, speaking of Tyler Huntley, will take on Northern Illinois, while BYU heads down to the Volunteer State to Take on a might be a very fragile Tennessee football team and a very very fragile Tennessee crowd. And if let me ask you something, Tennessee's Eric. only favored by what four points? Yeah. So let me ask you something here: Who needs that win more, Tennessee or BYU? But BYU, based on the schedule it has upcoming after that, Tennessee just based on the, their ego. I would say Tennessee, just because they're they have a bigger broader national brand um and it it's going to be madness in Knoxville if yeah, they open if they the lose. season 0 and 2 yeah. to the teams that they lost to <laughs> um would it be great for BYU to win that game sure it would uh and would it help them give them some confidence in the games they have coming up yeah absolutely but um, I think it's going to mean more to Tennessee to try to get that win hmm. than it will for BYU. Uh, on the other side, again, as we said, Utah, Northern Illinois. Utah should, based on the talent they have and on paper, should walk through Northern Illinois with no troubles at all. Uh, do you see any sort of a letdown coming from this team after the whole BYU rivalry? This isn't a conference game. It's a lower team in Division One football as a Ute fan, would you see any sort of a letdown? Be worried about that. I think yes. Yeah, I think it's okay to be worried about it. I don't know that I'd be overly concerned, but um, you know, Northern Illinois has played some tough football 
over the years. Uh, I don't know that they're really that great coming into this season, but Utah sometimes has a habit of playing down to its competition. Sure do, especially early in the season. But um, the, the Utes are favored by 21 and a half. They're favored by three touchdowns in this one. The way that they finished out the game against BYU, uh, I think they're, they're going to be having enough confidence in what they want to do and how they want to do it that they'll take care of business against Northern Illinois. Uh, and on the course here in Logan, Utah State Aggies will host the Stony Brook Sea Wolves. Uh, for Utah State, same kind of question. You had a heartbreaker of a game against Wake Forest, uh, and then you have a bye, and then a critical three-game stretch, really, with two conference games and, of course, that big P5 game at LSU in Death Valley on uh, October 5th. Any worry about maybe like this emotional letdown of, you know, it's, it's Stony Brook, Wake Forest was last week, and then you got that. You're looking ahead to a bye week and some rest. No, I'm not worried at all. I think Utah State is going to be angry. I would not want to be Stony Brook tomorrow. Uh, I think that Utah State um, is going to try to uh, get a lot of things done early and build a nice big lead and a big cushion to give other guys reps and to give starters rest. Not that we're deep into the season and they need rest particularly, but uh, anytime that you can take uh, or give your, your guys, your, your key guys opportunities to uh, rest and take it, some plays off to save their bodies for later in the season, that's always a good thing. So I think this is going to be a, a game where Utah State puts the gas pedal down hard early uh, and tries to get a nice big lead in the first half and then calls off the dogs a little bit, starts to roll out, redshirt guys or third string guys to give them quality reps in case of injury, in case you need to fill in somebody later down on the road. This is a, this games like this are really, really valuable for that. Uh, bad news for uh, Utah state though, is they lose a key guy out who is now out for the season. At least he's announced on Twitter. Uh, Leilua is it? No. Fua Leilua. Leilua. Thank you. He announced uh, Thursday morning. He, uh, Put it out there, a couple pictures of himself making some plays at Wake Forest and said, crazy, this was the last game of the season for me. So um, apparently season-ending injury for Fua Leilua. Uh, the Oklahoma State transfer has been a, a solid player in the middle of that defensive front for the Aggies, uh, defensive tackle. He's able to blow up some plays, and uh, he had a tackle for loss, if I'm not mistaken, against Wake Forest, uh, and was going to be a key part of that experienced, talented defensive line for USU. Thankfully, there is a lot of depth on that defensive line for the Aggies, but still it hurts to lose a guy like Fuelelua so early in the season. Uh, aside from that, I know I don't know of any more major injuries. Thank goodness for Utah State. I'm with you, though. I think once they get that big lead, once they are able to build a lead where they know they're comfortable, they're going to call off the dogs, the starters. Hey, look, we need you guys in two weeks for that three-game stretch of, again, at San Diego State, home versus Colorado State, who we know is a very, very physical football team, Eric. And then, speaking of physical, LSU Tigers in Death Valley uh, before they get a bye week and then Florida. I'm So... It's yeah. We're gonna learn a lot about LSU this weekend. Where are we? They uh, they get Texas right. Yeah. Uh, in Texas, you had two former Aggie coordinators 
They won't be like scheming against each other because they both do the same things. Dave Aranda and who? But Dave Aranda is the defensive coordinator Frank for Matt? LSU. And then <laughs> also my mind just went <laughs> totally blank. Defensive coordinator for Texas um, was here. Oh, my gosh. Not Baldwin. No. Oh. Um, he was in my head, and just as I looked at you, it went away. Thanks, Ajay. I you blame know, you. Looking at me makes your thoughts go away? Yes. That's a great thing to have. Oh, my gosh. This is going to drive me nuts. <laughs> There's Eric right there, baby. Eric with all the knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, LSU and Texas. That'll be a big one. Don't forget, Clemson will uh, be facing Texas A&M. I believe that's at Clemson as well. So two very big uh, top 25 matchups. Uh, for for LSU, a big game. If they can win this one, this might be the highest ranked football team that Utah State has ever faced. Todd Orlando. Oh, my word. Oh, yeah. Orlando. <sighs> Come on, Eric. You know, Eric, you should be ashamed of your lack of knowledge. I am ashamed of not my lack of knowledge, but my lack of being able to re- pull that up. Anyway, Todd Orlando, defensive coordinator for Texas, formerly at Utah State. And Dave Aranda, defensive coordinator for LSU, formerly at Utah State. Both of them were really good D coordinators. As you can tell, they're coordinating some very good uh Power five programs in college football right now. Drama free, loaded and ready. That should be a should be a fun weekend of football here coming up, uh, starting tomorrow morning. By the way, you don't want to forget we have tickets to Stony Brook, Utah State. That's right. Uh, we have two pairs of tickets to give away. We're going to give away one this hour, one in the five o'clock hour. Now remember, our five o'clock hour is shortened. Because if Nate Craigman will jump in at 5.30 and give us this week in the Mountain West an update on what's going on around the Mountain West and what to look forward to tomorrow, which we'll be doing as well. Uh, we also we need to talk week one of the NFL football season. We'll be doing that. And our five best will be the five best NFL players here in the 2019 season, what we think to be the five best players. Uh, when do you want to do that giveaway? Do you want to start? Let's, do, let's do it right now. So four three five seven five two one zero six nine. Here's what you got to do. Here's the thing. The thing of we all have things. a pair of tickets right now. So that's two for those keeping track at home. Two tickets for tomorrow's game for Utah State versus Stony Brook, and this is in an odd section. So isn't it? Uh, they're striping the stadium. So is it odd? Is white or odd is blue? Ah, we'll so figure that odd out. Odd is red. Don't listen and to Odd Even is uh, like lighter blue, like a BYU blue. So here's what we're gonna do. If you can. There were two Aggie players, notably, who had significant games last week against Wake Forest. So for our first question, which Aggie player did something that no other Aggie player has done in his debut? 435-752-1069. Which Aggie player last year did something that no other Aggie player has done in his debut with the Aggies? Now, that might give you a little bit of a clue. Those are the, by the way, we could not have made it any more easier than we just did. Oh, wait. Phone's ringing. 435-752-1069. Which Aggie player did something that no other Aggie player has done in his debut? Okay. So, if you can correctly answer that, we got a pair of tickets to go see Utah State versus Stony Brook tomorrow. Now, we understand 
right now it might be a little bit difficult to get the tickets for yeah, this. Um, if Audrey didn't answer in time, call back. Call me back. Uh, he wasn't really watching oh, the phone probably me. as quickly as he could. Kiss me through the but phone. But here's the thing. When we give these away, it's a little bit hard to get them now because our offices are going to be closing shortly. So you can pick your tickets up when we do our broadcast tomorrow. Our KVNU game day will be hanging out at Locker 42 on the south end of Logan. And you can swing by and, and uh, say hi to Al and Craig or myself. And you can pick up your tickets there. So uh, that's going to be a really cool thing going on tomorrow as well. So which, here's the question again. Which Aggie player did something that no other Aggie player has done in his oh. debut? 435-752-1069. Now, if you miss out on the opportunity to win the this pair of tickets, we are going to do another giveaway next hour. Yeah highlighting another Aggie player who had a significant game himself. So if you miss out on these tickets, just stay tuned because we're going to give away another pair coming up next hour. So stay tuned for that here on the Full Court Press. Uh, but as a reminder, as we mentioned, our sister station, KVNU, they'll be doing their KVNU game day coverage starting at 3.30. And that'll go from 3.30 to 5.30. Al Lewis and Craig Hislop together in that first hour. Uh, then you'll have you'll hear our Aggie Roundtable. Ryan Baum, myself, will weigh in on a couple different things going on in college football. And then we'll in the last uh, thirty minutes or so of the show, Al and I will get into the the keys for Utah State to have success against Stony Brook. Well, might be on the line for the Aggies. So stay tuned for that on our sister station tomorrow afternoon, three thirty to five thirty. And then as soon as the game concludes. Turn your radios back on as you're leaving the stadium or on your way home because we'll be doing KVNU Aggie Call, taking your calls and breaking down what happened in the stadium Saturday night. Gary Smith is our first winner. He uh, guessed it. That's right. Jalen Warren amassed over 100 yards rushing as an Aggie running back in his debut. And he's the first Aggie running back to do so. And think about all That the- surprises me that no other Aggie That's in his what first I was about to game. Say. You think Robert Turbin, Emmett White. Uh, Curran Williams. I mean, just those guys never did that. That that is amazing to me. Well, and I think it illustrates the type of player that the, the real find that uh, Jalen Warren has been. So, uh, hopefully, that we we'll see performances like that continue because uh, Aggies are gonna are gonna need that that punch on the on the ground by that running game. Not to say that I don't believe that Gerald Bright can do that, because I think he clearly can. He's illustrated that he can. But it's nice to have multiple options there that can get it done. Is If one guy is dinged up or just doesn't quite have it, you've got that change-up you can go to to keep defenses guessing and uh, on their heels because you, you continue to have somebody just keep running at them. And you can switch them out. So whenever a guy's in, he's fresh and he's full of power and ready to go. So, yeah, Jalen Warren, the first time any Aggie football player in their debut for a running back running for over 100 yards in his first game donning an Aggie jersey. So, congratulations. So, he needs to go to tomorrow's pregame. Where at? Locker 42. Locker 42. 42 South Main there in Logan. Al Lewis and Craig Hislop will have the tickets there ready for you to go up to watch Utah State take on Stony Brook. There you go. Gary Smith, your winner. Don't forget, we got another pair to give away next hour. So, And it's an incredibly easy question. But you only have 26 minutes to call in because our show is interrupted by Mr. Nate Kregman. 
to give us this week of the Mountain West. Yeah, that'll be interesting coming up next hour. A uh, quick round the horn, kind of what's going on in the Mountain West, what happened last week, in addition to what's on tap this weekend. You know, Boise State is playing tonight. Most everybody else is playing tomorrow. Boise State's hosting Marshall. But um, the other thing, too, talking about giveaways, pay attention tonight when Skyview plays their football game and pay attention and, and note the uh, Old Grist Mill bread and butter play of the game. Why do you have to emphasize it like that, dude? I just thought it would be helpful to, no, I mean, you don't need to enunciate that properly. Emphasize it. I'm, just, I, I'm just saying. Enunciation. Uh, kebobbled. Sure, <laughs> kebobbled. Nice. Hey, don't forget our bread and butter. <laughs> I'm out. F this. I'm out. Screw it. I'm done. Don't forget. Screw this thing. Wait, don't We're forget. freaking out. Don't forget our, our, break. our what? We're done. What? <laughs> F this. You don't understand. Why do you play that all the time? What? Uh, kebobbled. Hey! Kebobbled. Nice. Hey, don't forget our bread and butter. is a nice word, too. I didn't know what I, I was having a rough day. Uh, yeah, so... Listen to the night's game when John Newbold makes note of the. Hey, don't forget our bread and butter. Bread and butter. Bread and butter. Yeah, bread and butter. Play of the game for the Bobcats. We will uh, ask you what that was on Monday. So on Monday, when we ask for the. Hey, don't forget our bread and butter. I hate you so bad. <laughs> then you call in and you could win four loaves of bread courtesy of Old Grist Mill. No one no one called in last week, or at least no one called and got it right that, this you know, week. So we want to give away bread. Well, they probably didn't know what a... Hey, don't forget our bread or bread or... <laughs> I hate you. Makes me, I'm out. <laughs> Screw it. I'm done. Don't forget, Screw this thing. Don't We're forget, freaking out. Don't, makes me think of uh, like we're having ice cream or something. You're like, you're cold. You want something chilled. <laughs> but, so, we want to give stuff away. Uh, another way we're giving stuff away. And that's not all, folks. Uh, but wait, there's more. more. The Preps Pick'em Contest. Oh, yeah. So, you have, ooh, just less, about 30 minutes. Okay, get I... Get your picks in. I had to flip a coin on, like, four of those games, because I didn't know who the heck FIFA was, or... Altamont? Altamont. I didn't know who the heck they were. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to take the local team because that's how I am. I'm cool. So go to, if you haven't yet, go to 1069thefan.com. There's a link there. You can go register for the Preps Pick'em Contest powered by the Logo Shop, which is your booster club headquarters for club sports, high school sports. Um, They're making all this possible. If you go in and register or log in, Make sure you select who you think is going to win all the games taking place this weekend. And then there's the bonus game, and that's where you pick the score. You have to actually put in a score, and that's Green Canyon at Box Elder. That's going to be a real doozy. I think that is the probably the featured game of the night yes. uh, in high school football in the area. And so make sure you get all that in before 5 o'clock tonight. So the scoring actually won't take place until sometime Saturday afternoon, because Logan actually plays Saturday afternoon in a rare game. This is down in Las Vegas. A team called Desert Pines. Uh, I was hearing from somebody that the this is a real challenge for Logan. Not just because it's an unknown, unfamiliar opponent, but it's in Las Vegas in the middle of the day on a Saturday afternoon. 
and the, there's probably just a ton of heat radiating off of that field. So take a bottle of best of up. luck. Or yeah, take a bottle of uh, suck it up. Pills <laughs> Stay of, hydrated. Tough. So anyway, those will those will they'll hope all be scored Saturday night, and then whoever has the highest score from week three will win a hundred dollar gift certificate to McDonald's. So awesome, right? I mean, who you, you got plenty of ways to use that uh, with lots of different locations in our area. So uh, appreciate the logo shop, appreciate McDonald's for upping us out, and whoever wins this week automatically entered into our grand prize which is a 65-inch 4K TV from Lens Audio and Video. So tons of great stuff that we're trying to give away and uh, make it fun for our listeners as you follow sports. So stay tuned. Next hour, we'll give away another pair of tickets for USU versus Stony Brook. Make sure you log in and you make your picks for the Preps Pick'em Contest. And pay attention tonight when Skyview Bobcats play because you could win... Bread and butter, or just bread. Four loaves of bread, really. But listen for the bread and butter play of the game. I'm not for the Skyview Bobcats. You keep like waiting for me to push play. I'm not doing it. You're gonna have to do it yourself. <laughs> Skyview's playing Madison, correct? Yes, Madison, team from Idaho. They used to life love that girl. So and she disappeared on me. Uh, and you know what? Coming up in a little bit, we'll go through all the games. Who's playing where? What's on the line? We'll also look at uh, what's going on in the NFL mm-hmm. week one. Mm-hmm. Started last night. Mm-hmm. And with the start of the NFL season officially... That was a high-scoring game last night. On our Friday Five Best, who are the five best NFL players coming into 2019? This is an interesting debate and, and discussion. none of them are Aggies. Take that. There is an Aggie, former Aggie, who I've seen on several lists as he put it as a top 10, or right near the top 10. <laughs> He's outside the top 10, though. Well, some he is in the top 10. But there is a Patriots linebacker who's a former Cougar who is definitely on that top 10 list in a bunch of lists. Not that any that I saw. Well, it's, you're looking at Aggie message boards. No, didn't even think about looking <laughs> at Aggie message boards. That's all coming up. We're going to get you down to, uh, we're going to break it down to the Region 11 high school football schedule. NFL will also get into big, big, big games for Mountain West Conference and for around the country in top 25 action. We'll get that into that and all and more. Here on the full court press, uh, kebobbled. Sure, kebobbled. Nice. Hey, don't forget our brother, brother. <laughs> I'm out. F this. I'm out. <laughs> Screw it. I'm done. Don't forget. Screw this thing. Wait, don't We're forget. freaking out. Don't forget our, our, break. our what? We're done. What? <laughs> F this whole thing. I hate this show. <laughs> don't, I hate don't my job. Forget our <laughs> what? The new home for the full court press. Weekday afternoons from 4 to 6 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. I always think of Vince Carter when I hear this song. Why? Half man, half amazing. I love this song. It's a great song. It's a great album, too. Uh, do not let your kids listen to it, though. Yeah, Let's there's be very certain clear. parts that are not for Do not young let your ears. kids. Uh, I love, I am addicted to this song. 
Andre Salves and Eric Franson. It's the Full Court Press here on 106 on FM 1390 AM. The fans so great to have you wherever and however you are joining us. Remember, don't forget, if you want to stream us, you're at home, sit at your desktop on the computer, 106nthefan.com. If you miss our show completely in its entirety, you can find it. All Stitcher, all podcast platforms, Stitcher, Google Play, iTunes, Spotify. Uh... Sorry, I just, wow, saw a tweet. Had to pause for a second. Um, Eric, we reached 11 high school football, getting into its fo- uh, fourth and final week of its preseason. <laughs> you do it. <laughs> you t- don't. Stop it. You stop it. What? <laughs> you know damn well what you're doing. Stop it. <clears throat> They're getting to their fourth and final uh, uh Week of the preseason before they uh, gear up for region. There's play. no look. We have to stop talking like that. It's the season is what it is with the RPI. There's yeah. no pre-region. Just there's no reset yeah. anymore. Yeah, there's just one big. Blur, Every game it? matters. Yeah, region play starts next week. Sure, and there's a lot of bragging rights on the line, but it it doesn't. It really doesn't matter. Um, it's this, this new RPI ranking that's going to be used this year. The first rankings will come out after tonight's games. Uh, we'll have those uh, early next week. As you get into region play, we'll know who's got the higher RPI, who doesn't, and maybe who needs to try to improve some things to get themselves in a position to make the playoffs. But you're right. These are the last games of teams that you don't normally see or haven't ever seen before. And it's, it is kind of an interesting lineup. You got two teams playing Idaho schools. You got one team that's headed to Las Vegas, um, a, a regional matchup, and uh, a, a matchup against a school that's traditionally been kind of a, a little rivalry. Yeah. So the Bear River at Morgan, there's, there's been a little rivalry between those two schools over the years. They've had some pretty good programs, and for a while there, it was between one of those two teams when they used to be in the same region back when they were 3A that, to determine who was going to win the region. Um, and Morgan's had a, a pretty good program in the past. So um, that's going to be an interesting one tonight. Bear River's on the road at Morgan. Morgan's put up 50-plus points in every game so far. So they are... <laughs> they have plenty of ammo offensively. Can Bears offense keep up? It's going to be the question. Ren Fonsbeck has struggled mightily at quarterback the last couple of games. He's thrown a pick six. He's thrown an interception on his first two bat- passes, two games in a row. That can't happen against Morgan. You can't spot them points defensively when they can already do it offensively. And there's been some injuries and some oh, other stuff. Oh, yeah, they are stuff. so just, I it's mean. just hard. It's, yeah, crushed they, by injuries. Yeah. Two of them are out for the year now. Uh, I mean, that that's tough to do. So, uh, you need to make an adjustment. It's high school football. No excuses, right? Uh, but, yeah, that definitely does hurt them. Now, the question uh, uh, for me will be uh, what I think will be a dandy of a football game. Green Canyon, Box Hiller is going to be a fun one. You want to keep your eyes on that one. Box Hiller's got a great quarterback. Uh, you know, Mountain Crest, surprisingly, their defense gave him fits all, all last week. Uh, he never found a rhythm. I think if Green Canyon can disguise the blitzes. Uh, and if they can stay just physically aggressive with Box Elder's receivers, they're they're gonna they're gonna probably beat them. And, uh, and third week in a row, Box Elder's gone up against a Region Eleven team. Uh, they blew up Bear River, oh, yeah. got on them really early, really fast. 
It was a tough battle against Mountain Crest, but Box Shielder got the best of the Mustangs. And now that it's uh, Green, Green Canyon's turn, uh, that game will be in Brigham City, but you can hear it in Cache Valley on 100.9 FM. Yeah, Craig Hislop will be on the play-by-play call. Don't want to miss that one for sure. Uh, and another one, of course, Skyview um, against Madison. Mason Faltzoff has, has had his moments, but then has also been shut down at times too. And, and I've said it before. I'll say it again. I know it's... It's almost it's almost a sign of disrespect, but if you can stop Mason, you stop Skyview. Really, with their football team, basketball it's a different story. But in football, you stop Mason, you stop Skyview, uh, and a couple of teams have figured that out pretty quickly. Um, so that's that. That should be an intriguing matchup. It's see if Skyview can, uh, I guess, figure it out and then get themselves ready for region next week. Ridgeline is another team that's on my radar, uh, scoring a high rate. Then they get, I mean. Not only shut out, but just absolutely destroyed by Farmington, who, by the way, that's nothing to hang your head about. Farmington's going to be in the state championship. Farmington looks like a really good team. Boxelder plays them next week, Ooh. by the way. They're in the same region. See, Boxelder's got a really good schedule that could benefit them, even if they lose these games. Like, it still helps them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, by the way, the, the Skyview versus Madison right here. On 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, John Newbold on the call. Pay attention so you hear the bread and butter, butter burr, play of the game. Uh, but Ridgeline versus Highland, again, another team from Idaho making the trip down north, uh, down north, down south to Utah. Um, Highland, that's in the Pocatello area. Madison is in the Rexburg area. But um, Ridgeline taking on Highland, who's had a, a pretty good program over the years. So this could be a really interesting matchup between these two schools. How well does Ridgeline bounce back after a tough loss at Farmington a week previous? And it'll be Dave Simmons on the call, 104.5 FM for that matchup. Mountain Crest and Bonneville. Bonneville has also had their fair share of regional 11 matchups thus far. Um, they beat Bach, Bear River last week, surprisingly, 23-17. Not a good loss for Bear River. Bonneville is an interesting team defensively because they're physical. Mountain Crest is a good team defensively. Offensively, they are atrocious to say the least. Uh, this whole thing of turning over the ball in the red zone needs to stop for the Mustangs if they want any chance of winning a game this year. And that is literally the the, the theme. The rest of the way, if you turn the ball over in the red zone, you're going to lose this. You're going to lose a lot of games. Uh, they need to somehow be be turnover free this weekend or tonight against Bonneville. If they do that. I think they can beat the Lakers and get themselves a little bit of momentum before uh, a tough region schedule awaits them. Yeah, Green Canyon shut out Bonneville, twenty-seven to nothing. So Bonneville's a team that, as you mentioned, has played. This is their third Region Eleven team squad that they're facing, kind of like Box Elder. Um, but I think this is a this is a good opportunity for Mountain Crest to rebound, get their first win, get themselves right as they get ready for games that are going to be played in the region. And then we mentioned, too, that uh, Logan, they're going to be at uh, in Las Vegas for this couple different teams that are that are playing um, in one venue down at uh, Bishop Gorman High School in the Las Vegas area, very well-known high school. Uh, Logan will actually be playing a school called Desert Pines. That game will be at noon, but because it's in Las Vegas, we aren't going to be sending a broadcast crew down for a high school game uh, that far, and the Aggies play so al lewis is going to be uh, tied up with other things saturday 
But uh, we'll be keeping an eye on it and give you updates. Tune in to KVNU game day, and Al Lewis will have some updates on how that game went. But uh, anyway, that's it's a pretty interesting slate of games Yeah, on tap for the teams in Region 11. Uh, and of course, there's some other games going on uh, outside of Region 11. Uh, we've got those games already listed on our Preps Pick'em contest. You can see who's playing where and some of those other matchups for Westside and Preston and Malad. So check those out. Um, it's going to be an interesting night of football, and we're going to have a lot of those games, full play-by-play coverage going on a lot of different radio stations here. Yeah, that's that's the great thing. Again, if you want to listen to the Bear River Bears, 104.9 FM, The Ranch. Uh, is it, now is it Trent Sorensen? Is that right? Tommy Sorensen. Tommy Sorensen, sorry. With uh, Logan Jones. Logan Jones, who do a great job. Scavenue Bobcats on 106.9, this very station, 1390 AM, The Fan. John Newbold on the call for them. Uh, Rex Davis is his uh, partner in crime. They both do a really good job. Green Canyon Wolves, you can find them on 100.9 FM. Uh, and, by the way, they're Green Canyon live stream. Uh, Craig, Craig Hislop, Hislop, John Russell. John Russell. Oh, that's right. Johnny U. I still need to listen to one of their games. I need to skip one of our games just to listen to <laughs> Uh Logan Grizzly, 610 AM KVNU. That's your sister station. By the way, don't forget. Al, uh, Al Lewis will be on that station tomorrow. You'll be there as well. It's a big one. Uh, Two-hour pregame, is that right for you guys? Yes, starting at 3.30, so two hours before every kickoff. And if you can't make it to the game, we would encourage you to go. Yeah. But if you can't and you still want to watch it, it's going to be on Facebook. Uh, you will be able to find, by the way, you can actually find the post game on that same station as well. Anyways, Logan Grizzlies tonight, KVNU, Al Lewis uh, with uh, Josh Thompson, or is it Josh Anderson? Josh Anderson. Yeah, that's what I said. Uh, Ridgeland Liverhawks will be on 104.5 FM. That's uh, my man, Dave Simmons. I love that guy. Who's this color guy, by the way? Uh, I think for tonight it'll be Nick Zollinger. Oh, okay, because he's always like in our text message threads, but he never announces himself. Like everyone's like, "Hey, this is John. I've got this game. Hey, this is Ajay. Got this game." All you just see, Ridgeline versus so and so. Who is this? <laughs> I love Nick. No, I actually play ball with Nick. He's a good. He's a good little ball player. He's competitive too. He yells at me all the time when I'm on his team. I don't get why. Mountain Crest Mustangs on 107.7 FM. That's AJ Knight, and myself, yours truly, Audrey Salveson, as they get ready to host the Bonneville Lakers. By the way, this is the fourth of five straight home contests for Mountain Crest. Yeah, it's a funny schedule for them. A lot of home games, opportunities to pick up get some better. key wins to yeah. get get a little bit of uh, momentum going. Uh, and get a string of games together. If you want to, if we ran through those too quickly and you forgot how to tune in or how to follow these games. Next time, pay attention better. Just no, don't. Let's <laughs> not disparage our listeners. You disparage me. <laughs> You're different. Uh, you, can go, you can go to cashvalleydaily.com. On the menu, it's a little upper left hand column or corner of your, your screen. Click on the menu, and there under sports, uh, on local prep sports, you'll see the link to the local high school football schedule, and that'll have the full schedule, who's playing where, what radio station it's on, and links so you can listen to the game live on your mobile device, on your tablet, your desktop, because we not only broadcast it over the air, but also make the, uh, the play-by-play available online. Nobody else in the state does this. Nobody else in the state takes care of their high school teams within their region like Cash Valley Radio Network does. What an incredible job they've done. Really, I mean, there are other places in the state that do a lot of high school stuff. 
but they will only pick and choose what they do in their area. So we have found a way technically to make it possible to have a a radio signal dedicated to each school in region 11. It's, it's unfounded. Um, and it's very uncharacteristic, but we've got great play by play talent. We've got the signals. We've got the technical ability. We upgraded our equipment to make those broadcasts even cleaner and better broadcast quality. And we appreciate all the sponsors who help make it possible so we can do all that and for everybody who tunes in. So it's a lot of fun. It's a great time of year and um, a lot of football. Still a lot of football left to be played. Yeah, ton of football left to be played. Uh, coming up next break after the, this uh, second break of the show, uh, Eric, I want to get your three keys to a Utah State win. What three things do you want to see Utah State do to get the win, but also three things that you want to see them improve upon before they get ready uh, after a bye week for at San Diego State versus Colorado State and, of course, at Death Valley. You're writing a note to me. I don't know what it is. So. Oh, it's a personal note to myself. Oh, a little I love you note to yourself. That's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yep. Eric France and I'll just... You are so great. <laughs> Even if your hair is all gray now. You want to know why? I think you're great. Derek France and Andre Salveson. Are you giving me a balloon that says that? It's going to be a red balloon, and it's going to have nothing on it. Just a red balloon. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. France and LJ Salveson. It's another edition of the Full Court Press. 106 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. 4.48, your time here is we're getting you ready to close up another opening hour of the Full Court Press. It's a Friday. Remember, it's a shortened second hour as Nate Craigman and this week of the Mountain West will take over at 5.30. By the way, don't worry. Next hour, we also have another pair of tickets to give away. So stay tuned to find out how you can win those tickets and where you pick up those tickets if you do win. Uh, Eric, uh, as we get, uh, Eric, as we get into, um, this Utah State Stony Brook game, we, we had a great edition of In the Know on Wednesday, really great edition of it, uh, yeah, Wednesday, uh, and getting to know who Stony Brook is from upstate New York. Um, two questions here, they're, and they're, and they're separate in its own way, but my first question for you is, what? Basic, I guess the, the original question would be three keys from you that Utah State needs to do to be able to get a win over Stony Brook. Okay, so my three keys it may seem a little simple, but because I don't, it's not going to take much against Stony Brook. But for me, uh, I think Utah State will want to establish the run and be run heavy. Just chew up clock, give that offensive line more experience in creating run gaps and work out your rotations for your running backs. So, that's one. Uh, the second one is to keep the Seawolves out of the end zone. I think the defense is going to... Not that it's necessarily key to victory. Well, in the end, obviously it is. You don't want them to score more than you. But I think that's going to be a, key, a real key for USU defensively is to uh, dial things up defensively. Be more aggressive. And don't let them score. Uh, and then the third one is improved... T- play in the secondary uh, that they need to show themselves and the rest of us that they can be physical and that they can be reliable for Utah State going forward okay so there's three things that are keys to wins what personally 
as a media guy, um, do you want to see Utah State, as you cover the Aggies, what are three things you want to see from Utah State as they need to short some things to get ready for San Diego State, Colorado State, LSU? Well, I want to see them stop the run uh, and be better about uh, getting after the, not just, the, I guess maybe the better way to put it was internal pressure. I want to see better internal pressure, which would include stopping the run and getting after the opposing quarterback. Uh, the second one would be, I want to see Love complete some passes on rollouts. I want to see him out of the pocket and making plays. Um, I think that's going to be critical for him to, for, to gain confidence because that's going to happen. It, he's going to need to be able to make plays on rollouts. And he kind of struggled with that against Wake Forest. And then third one, takeaways. Uh, they've got to create more takeaways and win the turnover battle. Uh, is it too much? Are we expecting too much? in saying we'd like to see them shut out Stony Brook or that we think that they could or can or maybe should? Is that expecting too much? Yeah. No. I mean, it's uh, if Stony Brook scores, it's not like I'm going to be highly disappointed. Unless it's to win the game. Well, <laughs> then yes. <laughs> but uh, if they get to the end zone once or twice uh, and Utah State wins by 35 points, uh, whatever. But um, it would be it would be cool to see Utah State shut them out. Give me a realistic spread of, uh, of of what you'd be. I mean, yeah, give me a realistic spread of something you'd be satisfied seeing Utah State win by thirty five to forty two points. Get them off before halftime. Yeah, is that what I'm guessing? Mm hmm. Uh, one guy that you want to see have a better performance than he did last week against Wake Forest. Um, probably just Jordan Love. I want to see him be more consistent um, and see how he does. I even if there's no pressure coming from Stony Brook, I want to see Utah State intentionally put him into situations where he's on the move. I just think he needs, he needs to be better at that. So here's a good time to fine-tune that. One defensive player who needs to have a breakout game. Uh, defensive player, DJ Williams. Me too. Uh, he got beat up last week, and it'd be great to see him kind of put that behind him and have a good great, good game, uh, rebound his own confidence. I like it. Good call. Stony Brook, Utah State, tomorrow, 5.30. Remember, 3.30 pregame. Eric Franson, Al Lewis, uh, Craig Hislop, and more will be uh, giving you the best breakdown possible of the Utah State Aggie game. Uh, you'll find them at Locker 42. Uh, well, they'll be there live, and you can go meet them and say hi, ask your questions, and then after the game, call them with your thoughts, opinions. What do, what do you want to see? What did you like? What did you not like? Uh, and what do you hope to see before they head to San Diego State to take on the Aztecs in the first conference game of the year? Coming back, we'll get you our five best really quickly, and we'll get you ready for the second hour. It's all here, Captain. It's all here, Captain. Aye, aye, Captain. The Aggies, the Jazz, the High Schools, the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Eric Franson, AJ Salves is the Full Court Press. September 6th, it's a Friday. Remember, High School Games uh, Week 4 tonight. 
You can go to catchrightday.com to find where and what time those, or uh, how to find and listen to those games and their opponents in the future schedule. Uh, we got to get to our five best. We got about two minutes to do so. Ooh. Our five best will be the top five NFL players going into the 2019 NFL season. Eric, you're number five. My number five is Julio Jones. Oh, good pick. Wide receiver at Atlanta. Just, man, uh, no ego like this yeah. other great wide receiver going on in Oakland. <laughs> but uh, I think that he's tremendous wide receiver in a pass-heavy, pass-friendly league. I think he's going to be one of the better guys coming out. There's a lot of other wide receivers out there you could debate, but he's my number five. Number five for me is Ezekiel Elliott. Look, this, like I said yesterday, this guy took a team that went to maybe making the playoffs to now being a Super Bowl contender from the NFC side. He's that good, and he can do that much damage. If they fail this year, it'll be one of the more disappointing seasons in Dallas Cowboys' prestigious franchise history. Good pick. I debated him. My number four is Khalil Mack. Ooh, good one. Great defensive player. He blows things up, makes things happen. Twelve and a half sacks uh, a year ago, uh, 18 quarterback hits. He's a big one for me. Uh, yeah, my number four is actually Aaron Donald. Uh, I think that Aaron Donald is a defensive menace. No one in Dominic will soon now, but can he still be that presence that they always need? And the Rams' defense is good, but they're going to need to be better now. My number three is Aaron Rodgers. I think that he's healthy. He's got a healthy team around him. Fresh start with a new coach, and uh, he's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. My number three is Saquon Barkley. Look, you don't have a quarterback. Let's be honest. So Saquon's going to have to do all the offensive work. Good choice. I debated him. Uh, my number two is Aaron Donald. I put him a little bit higher defensive player of the year twice in a row. Just an impact player, defensive tackle for the Rams. My number two is Tom Brady because six Super Bowls. Okay. My number one is Patrick Mahomes. Just incredible what he was doing for the Chiefs last year, and he's got a lot of weapons around him and a better defense now. My number one is Khalil Mack, and he proved it last night. See you next hour. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. The NFL kicked off its 100th season with a game where the offense looked like a sport from a century ago. Packers and Bears couldn't do anything. Green Bay came out on top 10-3. It resembled a preseason game, which is no accident. Both head coaches sat their offensive starters for most of the actual preseason. So instead of the high-scoring affair we were all hoping for, we got a lot of punts and penalties. Don't be surprised if there's more of the same on Sunday and Monday night. Funny things happen in week one. Teams aren't quite used to full contact. Takes a while to get timing down. That's not to say that every game will be low scoring. Last year, you might recall the Bucks somehow beat the Saints in New Orleans 48-40. Just don't read too much into what results you see week one. Sometimes even good teams need a few games to get going. Week one can look like an extension of the preseason, just like last night. Even if the games actually count. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise.